0: Hey, Mike Lynch here. Hey, and I'm Patrick Harris. You probably like baseball, which is why you're listening to this. This is the uh, Hot Corner Podcast. Well,
1: I kind of like baseball. I guess I'll tune in.
0: Baseball's pretty neat, so thanks for listening. This is brought to you by your local Les Schwab Tire Center. Doing the right thing since 1952. Woo, baseball! The
1: baseball season is way too long.
0: The game is way too slow. It's so boring to watch. Shut up. Get your peanuts, Cracker Jacks, and IPAs ready. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch. Swing it a long
1: drive. Deep to
0: right. Covering all things baseball. Going. Going. The big leagues. Going. Going. And the MLB to Portland. Goodbye. Patrick Harris and Mike Lynch on 1080. Bang! Zoom go the fireworks! The fan. I don't
1: know, but this gonna but Welcome into the, the hot corner for it must be a Wednesday, as it's always a Wednesday. This is just what we do here. You know, because that's what we do here. Hello. If you need time, you can take time. Sorry, my computer is.
0: Not working. And well, I, I tried w- to fix it, and it's still not working.
1: Well, I was trying to tell you you can take time if you need time.
0: Oh, I thought you were rushing me.
1: No, I was like, no, go, go, go. Oh, Why I w- would I
0: rush you? I thought you were doing this, like, hey, Wait, hey, hey Come on, Mike. Come on. <laughs> Figure it out, dude. It's been three seconds. I'm desperate for a co-host. That's 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 about as far as my skills stretch sometimes, Mike. See, the problem is, is they've updated all of the computers. And the computer where Joe is sitting and the computer where you are sitting are no longer in the tower rooms. They're in this room. Oh. But this computer. Ah, there it is on the ground. Is, as far as I know, not in this room. And now I don't know where it is. And it's not working because somebody named Jason Suchanik turned it off.
1: Ooh. Busted. You know, I'm friends with Jason's brother. You want me to have him beat him up? No, it's okay. Who would win in a fight between John? And but Casey?
0: if Cam Cleland is listening, don't get mad that I shut the computer off if I can't fix it. That was not me. Oh, Cam's in bed right now. Nah, he's he's gonna he's gonna wait till the end of game three. Is he? Yeah, he will. Is he? Yeah, he will.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was a noise. <laughs> How are you, Michael? I'm, I'm okay. I'm doing well. Today's my wedding anniversary, but my Ooh, wife is out of town. Congratulations. So it's a little I think weird. I was-
1: I think I saw that on the old uh, book face
0: this morning. Yeah, yeah. I made a post. She made a post. She's in New York, so.
1: Does it make you feel bad that I didn't see yours and I saw hers?
0: No, because I only did mine a couple hours ago. Oh, okay. So if you look this morning, then you saw hers. I think I only look at Facebook in the morning. Yeah. Well, you might see it tomorrow then. Yeah, that's true. It's still hanging around. That's right. Because top of your feed. This is what you
1: should see. My favorite part is when it's like, this is what you should see. Yo, man, anybody want to go to this show with me tonight? I got an extra ticket. Let's roll. And then it's like from two days ago, and you're like, dang. (laughs) I would have gone to that. I had nothing to do that night. (laughs) I would have totally gone with you. (laughs) Speaking of, I need those tickets, Mike. I know. I'm on it. I need those tickets. I'm going old school this weekend. I'm pretty excited. It was my birthday on Sunday. Happy belated. Thank you, sir. Uh, Liverpool won Champions League on Saturday. That was great. Timbers home opener. Yes. Thank you, Joe. It was a pretty great game. Not really. It was pretty boring, uh, except for uh, a goal in the second minute and a goal in the uh, 80-something minute. Yeah, it was not the best game. No, but was for a Liverpool game. fans, it was very fun. But it's all uh, finals of those games are always boring. They're always boring. World Cup, Euro, uh, uh, Euros, Copa, you name it. Like, it's all bad. Uh, but Liverpool won, so I was pumped. Uh, but this weekend is really kind of like... My- also went to the Timbers game. We did go to the Timbers game. That was a really fun time. It was. They lost, but it was a great game. Super rough game to watch, just on all accord, Like, Timbers played bad. I hate saying it, but the the refereeing was a little iffy. And the Yankees are losing now. Who's that guy? Vlad Guerrero Jr. Oh, funny. We'll be talking about him at the top of the 8 o'clock hour. Sorry, Mike. Oops. Uh, No one believes me when I say that I think Zach Britton sucks, but I think Zach Britton sucks. I think Zach Britton sucks, too. I think Aaron Boone sucks, too. Um, so we had that on Sunday. That was fun. But this weekend is my real celebration. I am going, seven to four, by the way. I am going to uh, the Gorge this weekend. As the, long amp, as the tickets. The, come to me. No, I'm going anyway. This would just. I have this thing set up. It's going to be so great. So I used to go see shows at the Gorge all the time. This is like. Well, I still go all the time. This is like throwback to Patrick's early uh, DMB days at the Gorge where you park your car on I-90 and you hitchhike into the amphitheater with all your stuff in a bag, and you just camp somewhere for free and then go to the shows. So I'm doing that. Wow. I'm really pumped. And I got a couple free tickets from the great station here. And, yeah, and I'm going to get into the Friday show, and I'm going to spend just a little bit of money to get lawn tickets for Saturday. And uh, it's going to be great. I'm going to go see The Dead. That sounds cool. I've never seen The Dead. I'm really pumped. I saw Bob Weir's like
0: my hero. I I saw the uh, Grateful Dead cover band light show once. That was really cool. Yeah, and uh, but I've never seen the Dead. No. I've never
1: seen the Dead either. Um, I grew up listening to them, uh, but uh, Senor Garcia passed before I was really old enough to go to shows, uh, and I never really wanted to go because there was no Senor
0: Garcia. But uh, I really like the lineup that Dead and Company is. And so I'm going to go well, for two nights. That does not sound like anything that I would enjoy, but it sounds like everything you would enjoy. Everything I would enjoy. I know that amphitheater and the campground, like the back of my hand. And you're going to find the best spot yep. to camp. Yeah. And you're probably going to weasel your way up to the front somehow. Somehow. Because it's all open lawn, right? You just kind of wander around. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And it's just me. So there you go. I'm, I'm rolling solo. There you go. It's going to be great. I'm really excited. It's like old school times because when I was younger, you know, it was like pulling teeth to try to get people to go see Dave up there. So I was just like, "Fine, I'll just go by myself." But it costs a hundred bucks to get your car into the campground. Oh, but if I, you know, but if it's like you, me, and Joe go, that's that's true. Thirty bucks a person, and and that weekend is Labor Day, so it's three nights. So it's thirty bucks a night. So realistically, we're paying ten bucks a night, right? If there's three of us, that's That's not not a big deal. But it's just me. So I'm going to go ahead and pass that. I'm going to go see the dead for two nights and camp
0: and pay like total, maybe a hundred bucks. That'll be great. That sounds like a great late birthday celebration. Plus gas. Okay. Well, whatever. Gas, gas is a part of everything that you have to do. I do got to drive through Yakima. Mm.
1: Apologies. I know. It's been a while since I've been through Yakima. and uh, But what? But, well, well, We'll figure it out. You'll survive. We'll make it
0: happen. You'll be fine. Yeah.
1: Do you do anything cool? This weekend? Yeah. Well, I mean, we hung out. I mean, since then. I haven't seen you in a while. It's been like three days. It's been like three days. Yeah, dude. Yeah, my cool
0: weekend was Saturday. It was a long day of of drinking and hanging out and watching soccer, and it was awesome.
1: My favorite part Sunday, I didn't do very much. My favorite part about the end of the Timbers game, you were like, thanks, man. This is fun. I'm out of (laughs) here.
0: And you like ran away. (laughs) Well, it was very late. And I realized that I, I was trying to beat the traffic and not wait out the traffic. Mm-hmm. That was a terrible mistake. Yeah. It was a terrible mistake. Yeah, yeah. We went to the Commodore and drank. Yeah. I also was trying not to drink more. Yeah, that makes sense. That too. was kind of the key. I was like, yeah, I can't have any more right now. I need to <laughs> safely drive home. So uh, I did that, although the traffic was horrific. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah.
1: my uh, My best friend Ryan, who was at the game with us, we were walking back down to uh, the breakside location that's down there, like I don't know, like 20 blocks from the stadium, and we got about four blocks down the road heading north, and we found a uh, shopping cart. And Ryan pushed me from probably <laughs> Everett and 17th to 22nd in Raleigh. Wow. It was fun. I almost died like four times, but it was really fun. Some homeless person's going to be really upset that, know, they're, they're that their shopping cart's so gone. Mad. Well, it was out front of the uh, Breakside Brewery down there.
0: Well, they can go find it then. I'm
1: sure it's not there anymore. Well, probably. Not. There's a lot of homeless people down there.
0: There is. That new <laughs> season attracts like, a lot of ooh, homeless people. Free shopping cart and I ain't got to walk all the way to Fred
1: Meyer's. Dope. <laughs> I like the Fred Meyer carts way better than the new season's carts because you know homeless people
0: think that way. Yeah. You know they think that way. They probably do, right? I would imagine. I mean, shopping carts are. You have to get a shopping cart. You can pick and choose what you like. I think you should probably. Maybe
1: Zupans has good carts down the street too. I think you got to go for the Target ones. They're like wrapped in plastic. Yeah, they're comfortable to push. Yeah, 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 they're a little more uh, durable. Are they though? Because they're plastic. Right,
0: but it's not metal. Shopping carts aren't going to break.
1: But it's metal wrapped around, or it's plastic wrapped around metal. You sure? I'm not sure. I think they might just be all plastic. I think. Go America. (laughs) <laughs> Go America Oakley-Duckley, we had a cool show lined up for you guys uh, Vlad Guerrero Jr. just hit a home run to send the Blue Jays ahead of the Yankees right now There's still time left in that game uh, But he is a part of an onslaught of young kids coming into Major League Baseball I want to get into that at the top of the 8 o'clock hour We also got outfield troubles for the Phillies We'll get to that at the bottom of this hour And also little kids getting drilled by baseballs is not cool And we'll dive into that as well uh, you can always find us on the social medias. Mike's at Mike Lynch 27 on Twitter. You can find our fantastic producer, Mr. Joe Fisher, on Twitter as well, at JoeFish3, F-I-S-C-H. You can find me on Instagram at PDD085. Uh, we also have the Beers on Us podcast drops tomorrow. We're previewing Portland Beer Week, which starts basically Saturday. It's like a 10-day week. Uh, so we'll be previewing that. Make sure to download that wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, You can also hit the Better You Today text line 55305. We got breaking news in baseball to get to as the Cubs may have figured out some of their bullpen situation. We'll do that next. This is the Hot Corner on 1080 The Fan.
0: This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan.
1: Much love to the texters on the Better You Today text line 55305. Giving shout out to the Gorge. It's the most beautiful place I've ever seen. Uh, The Blue Jays just hit another home run. That would be three since this show has started. Aaron Boone still sucks as a manager. Uh, But shout out to uh, the Gorge lovers on the text line. It's one of the most absolutely amazing places I've ever been in my life. And if you've never seen a live show there, you can go. If the dead's not your thing, that's fine. But if you like bands, go for it.
0: I mean, don't most people like bands? Uh no, most people like computers and dancing. Touche. Touche. Bam. A lot of people like techno. Or EDM or whatever trap or whatever you want to call it. You
1: can't call that EDM. No, no, no. That's like that's like house underground linoleum like, what? What? No, it, it sounds like electronic. Yeah, but it's its own subgenre. Right. It's like you guys with metal. You guys have like 75,000 different subgenres you of metal. You better
0: say the right one. Right. Or Although someone... some bands are in different genres at the same time, which is very confusing. Yeah. See, how about it's electronic music? Sure. We'll just leave it there. Metal is metal. Jam band is jam band. I would like to stop waiting, computer. I'd like to use my, my internet in front of me. Mike can't see the text line, guys,
1: so lay into him. And I'll read them all live. Do it. Not really. That'd be mean. (laughs) Mike's a good guy. Uh, Breaking news happened today. Probably happened, what, like an hour ago, hour and a half ago, something like that? Yeah, it was about 545, I think, this news broke. The Chicago Cubs have taken a shot and have claimed themselves as a real contender. They are buyers and not sellers, as they have signed Craig Kimbrell, Uh, to a three-year, reportedly three-year, $45 million deal, which is coming across from Ken Rosenthal, I believe. Uh, He is usually reliable. And by usually, I mean always. One of the most reliable. Uh, So that fits in. And where do you want to start? you want to start with Kimbrel, or do you want to start with what this does for the Cubs? Uh, Let's start with Kimbrel. Okay. So Kimbrel had been holding out for a while, uh, wanted a multi-year deal. He turned down, a, I believe I was reading earlier today, a 17.2 million one-year deal that the Red Sox threw at him to stay there. And he turned that down because he wanted a multi-year
0: deal. Most people turn down that one-year deal. The
1: this qualifying offer. Is that what it is? Yes. Uh, most people turn it down because they want a bigger one, and he won a long-term deal. I was under the impression that he wanted like a Mark Melanson deal. I think that's what we saw in reports. That's why you thought that. Yeah. yeah, and and that's why he kind of was holding out, and you're holding out, and you're holding out, and you're holding out, and then the draft happens on what, June 1st? Uh, June 3rd. June 3rd? Oh, yeah, June 3rd. So once you get past, like, the second or something, then
0: you can sign guys. Once I think it was the fourth. Once you got into the second round of the draft, you are allowed to sign guys without losing draft pick compensation, which is one of the big reasons teams were waiting this long because they're saying, if we're going to wait, we might as well not lose draft picks to get them, and it might make their price lower because you're waiting them out and waiting them out so they get more desperate.
1: Totally. And they're going to pay him 15 mil a year. I mean, unless they structured it weird, but this year is most likely pro-rated. Yep. Um, if you're Craig Kimbrell, uh, you go to a contender, so you're happy, and I imagine the Cubs will be contenders for three years. They aren't... I don't think they're, their window might be closing a little bit. I don't want to get into them, but for... For you right now, you're probably happy, right? Yeah, absolutely. You are the guy. You're not walking into a team that... They don't
0: have a, a closer really preset at the moment. Um, I don't. I haven't actually paid attention too much to their bullpen this year, but they don't... Do they have one guy, or are they kind of going by committee like a lot of teams are right now? I'd just be Pedro Strop. Are they waiting on Brandon Morrow to get healthy?
1: Oh, God. He's never going to be healthy. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so if you're Kimbrel, I don't know if
0: this is a win for him.
1: Don't I think, think it's so? a win as opposed as opposed to He was making the, money
0: that he almost wanted.
1: <laughs> yeah, as I think it's a win for him to get on to get on a team this year this soon after that, you know, fake deadline sort of thing. But I don't know. I feel like there was more money
0: to be had, but I also wonder at the same time, is this
1: the best he could have gotten?
0: I'm not sure there's more money that could have been had. I mean he was bad in the World Series. But he also redeemed himself at the end of the World Series. Sure, the, but then Chris Sale bailed him out. the The thing about this to me is there are so many teams out there that desperately need bullpen help who are good. A lot of teams have bad bullpens. Mm-hmm. The Nationals have a really Oof. bad bullpen. Oof. The Braves have a really bad bullpen. The Red Sox have a really bad yeah. bullpen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the Cubs have an inconsistent bullpen. So we're that, lo- that could blow up at any minute. We're looking at teams that need someone of, of Craig Kimbrel's strengths, yet they all passed for whatever reason. Uh, I, I, I think that that shows you something about this situation, but I think that Craig Kimbrell, because of all that, is probably just happy to be like, okay, I got three years. Because mm-hmm. you know Dallas Keuchel is taking one year. That's what it looks like when he signs with whatever team it is that he picks. Yankees, Braves, or Twins are the three that are tied to yeah. him. Um, he is committing, basically said, I'll do a one-year deal. And Kimbrell never wanted the one-year deal. And he didn't have to take one, which is probably a win for him. Which which I think is interesting because I think him and Kimbrell were both in the same camp. Like, I'm
1: not taking a one-year deal. No, I'm going to wait this out until I get a multi-year deal. And I think when Keiko came out and said, yeah, I'll do a one-year deal, I was like, whoa. Kimbrel, you're in trouble.
0: That's what I thought, too.
1: Because it's like, this guy's no caving. No one's paying him like if, they, if
0: Keiko's going to take yeah, a one-year. Yeah, if this
1: guy's taking a one-year deal, bro, you better you better find somebody soon that is going to guarantee a deep run in the playoffs. I mean, Houston wasn't going to do it. The Yankees weren't going to do it. But I thought Atlanta on a one-year deal, maybe going back to the Red Sox on a one-year deal. But yeah, you're probably right. He probably did save
0: himself by signing with the Cubs. I, I'm actually thinking this might be the opposite effect, and it might hurt the team is trying to sign Keiko for one year because he just sees Kimbrell go for three and he goes, Well, wait, wait. Oh, I he, three. Three years. Yeah, yeah. I'll take three years. And then every team's gonna be like, yeah, no, I'm not taking you for three years. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. So
1: we'll see. So we'll see what happens with Keiko. I mean, I actually think Keiko is a better addition than Kimbrel, but that's a conversation for another time. That's just my opinion on it. Um, but switching over to the
0: Cubs, this is
1: probably a great move for him.
0: I just looked it up. Uh, Pedro Strope, five saves. Steve C. five saves. Ooh. Alan Webster, one. Tyler I Chatwood,
1: one. Steve C. nickname is so bad, I can't say it on the air. Yeah. Like that's that s- true. Like that.
0: <laughs> so instantly upgrade. Uh, the ERAs of their guys who have saves 463 288 491 345. So not great. Not great. Uh, not awful, but right. not great. And you bring in Kimbrel and assuming. This is a tough assumption to make in June when you've missed two months of the season, but assuming that he is as good as he has shown it in the history, he is instantly the best pitcher in their bullpen without even a question and a team that already has been playing well of late and is in first in their division
1: in a really tough division just got I mean, better
0: I mean the Cincinnati
1: Reds are what six games out. I don't have the I don't have the standings in front of you, but they're not far out. the Cincinnati Reds are. Five and a half out? Five and a half out. In last place. In last place in your division. So the Pirates look decent. Cardinals are the Cardinals. The Brewers went to the LCS last year.
0: Oh, they're about to lose two in a row to the Marlins. Marlins are hot, dude. Hot. Hot takes on the Marlins. Uh, Have you seen them? They're playing amazing all of a sudden. I don't
1: don't care. I'm not interested in that. They scored like 17 runs yesterday. Okay, cool. The Mariners hit home runs for days for months. Okay, I'm out. Um, Days for months. (laughs) Um, I think this is a huge win for the Cubs. They are first place. Um, Outside of them, who are you really scared about? I know we're going to get in the Phillies here in a moment, but this reminds me when the Cubs got Chapman,
0: that it was kind of like, we're here to play. But now they get Kimbrell without giving up their top prospect. Exactly. That's kind of the thing that I liked about this whole situation is for these teams, we're seeing all these talks of trade candidates, right? Like, who are the guys you're hearing? Madison Bumgarner's thrown out there, and you're seeing other relievers who have made names for themselves being thrown out there, who are being talked about being traded to the same teams that are in on Keichel and on Kimbrell. And I was sitting here going, Why would you give up prospects when you have a former Cy Young winner and a maybe still or maybe slightly past being an elite closer available? For just money, yeah, that's for, it's huge. As a Yankee fan, I'm saying go get Keuchel. Don't trade prospects for Madison Bumgarner, right? Because you can keep those prospects and see if they develop while also just signing a guy for one year,
1: right? But I, and I don't want to go into the Keuchel argument or Keuchel debate because he's eventually going to get signed, and we can bring it up. Oh, no, I'm
0: just I'm saying the same for Kimbrel. It's really smart for the Cubs to do this instead of the Chapman thing, where they gave up Glaber Torres to get Chapman for one year, and I got the World Series, so it was worth it but they also lost a guy who is now turning into a, a good MLB player. Now they just get Kimbrell, and they get to keep everybody. Well, I think the answer
1: is, I think it's smart for the Cubs to get Kimbrell because who else out there as a bona fide closer is worth trading for? Ken Giles? Huh. <laughs> You know? You, you want see, to experiment see what with I that mean? again? You see what I mean? Like, the Indians are are failing right now. Is Brad Hand going to become available? But I think it's Would less, you rather have? To where I think. I think it's less where about I the elite like, closers, though. To where I think, like, a Bumgarner, I'd probably rather have Bumgarner than Keichel. And not probably, like, probably by a lot.
0: Yeah, but Bumgarner's not having a very good season.
1: Yeah, because he doesn't care. He plays on a garbage team. The, and he's saving himself to go to play for a contender. Is that what he's doing? Like the Milwaukee Brewers. Save, do it, he's please saving please himself do it, for marriage. Please do it. Please do it.
0: Please do it. The uh, the thing uh, about the closers that you're talking about for me, it's not necessarily bona fide star closers that you're looking to get in trades. It's guys who on random teams have made a massive name for themselves. There's a guy on the Angels called, like, Ty Butry. It's a crazy bad name, but he's got like a 1 ERA and it's just been dominant. Joe, did he say Butry? I did. Okay. B U T T R E Y. Maybe it's butt-ray. I don't know. Maybe it's buttray I don't know. Boutre. Boutre is French. There's another guy I'm going to really really hate myself for not remembering this. He was involved in a trade last year and he's turned into a really really elite bullpen arm. And I yeah, that's the guy you go for on failing teams to try to get as a closer. Right unless unless there's a Brad Hand available. But, but at the this Indians point got the season- Brad Hand because San right. Diego was terrible. Right. So maybe that that does exist in some places. Maybe Ken Giles is that option. But, um, yeah, I, I, you also look for those arms.
1: Where does this put the Cubs? Real quick, we'll finish with this. Where does this put the Cubs in your mind? Does this put them over the Dodgers, who are clearly the favorite right now? They're playing unbelievable baseball. They have the MVP. They probably the, have the Cy Young winner, it, too. The, the, yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah, at this point, I mean... It's debatable if that hangs on, but they've probably got the Cy Young winner. I
0: saw a crazy stat about him. Quin Jin Ryu we're talking about. Yeah. Last two years, he has the lowest DRA in baseball. I know. Like a 1.5.
1: It's scary. And he's like, I'm air quoting right now, the third best, fourth best pitcher on his team. Um, Where does this put the Cubs? Because, and we're going to get to the Phillies here in a minute, uh, but the Dodgers have been playing well. I think the Phillies are going to be a force to reckon with. I don't know where the Braves go now with no Kimbrell on on the board. And they're but there yeah. are teams that can
0: win this. And the Brewers, like, like the Brewers aren't going anywhere. They're tied in first right now with the Cubs. See? I where does it put the Cubs? It puts them kind of in the same spot that they were anyway, just more steady. Uh, you're right. The Dodgers right now are, to me, unreachable in the National League. They're playing so well. Yep. And they already have quick math, like a nine-game lead on anybody else in, in the league, I, to me, they're going to win the National League unless yeah. there's a massive collapse. Like what we talked about in that first month with, holy crap, look at what Cody Bellinger's doing. They're all hitting home runs. The staff's pitching great. It hasn't stopped. It hasn't. They're just good. They're really, really, really good. They've made two straight World Series for a reason. Well, they lost two straight World Series, but they made them for a reason. They're good, and they got better. The they future got the Buffalo Bills. Young guys who have gotten better. But the Cubs, to me, that puts them – Clearly in tier two, clearly not borderline tier two with the Phillies and the Brewers. You're in my saying opinion.
1: Dodgers and then everyone else. But in that close group, it's clearly Cubs. They now. might put
0: them on top of that tier for me. Yeah. Okay. Because they, they now have a steady, hopefully steady arm in their bullpen. It's
1: a big move for them. And we'll see how that pans out and we'll see what he looks like when he first shows up. All right. Coming up next, I want to dive into uh, the Phillies had a really crazy situation happen over the last few days And this could be borderline time for panic if you're a Phillies fan. We'll do that next. But first, there's Joe with sports.
0: This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan.
1: 736 here, Portland sports leader. Don't you forget it. Uh, Yankees lost to the Blue Jays as we've turned that game off. We're up two. That's rough. Up seven to four. Lose 11 to seven. Uh, Warriors are down nine, uh, or the Golden State Currys, as we should say tonight. Uh, We'll keep you a little informed on that as you listen to this. Uh, coming up in the top of the second, uh, top of the second hour. Want to get into, uh, we just, Mike and I over the break, just made this giant list of all the young kids in baseball. Wow. It's cool. It's sexy. I want to get into those. I don't guys. even think
0: we're done. I'm still, yeah, I was in the National League central going through each team. Like what are we missing? Who, yeah, are, we who missing? are we
1: missing? Yeah. So that'll be really fun. We'll do that at the top of the second o'clock hour. Uh, but, uh, some really sad news happened yesterday in Philadelphia. As, uh, we learned Andrew McCutcheon, Uh, Lead-off hitter, left fielder for the Philadelphia Phillies, tears his ACL, and he's out for the year. During a rundown, too. In a freak kind of play because Gene Segura doesn't run out a pop fly. Yep. And because of the twist, McCutcheon just plants weird, and he kind of hops up like, ah, like a little, I don't know, like a little, not a sprain, but like, well, tweak that a little bit. And
0: he tore the ACL. It looked a little worse than that to me just because the way he instantly held the knee. It wasn't like a, a limp. He he instantly brought it up like a like a leg raise to his chest, held his knee, and then very, very heavily limped off the field. I went, Yeah, that's not gonna be good. And so he's done for the year. Yes, Uh, but but this is
1: such an interesting situation, because if you look at the Phillies lineup who they just traded for Jay Bruce, who hit two home runs in his first game, including a Grand Slam
0: and hit a home run today
1: and he hit a home run today. Okay, awesome. I got him on a fantasy team. Thank you. Uh, But it's an interesting thing because I I don't think anybody would say that this team lives and dies with Andrew McCutcheon. When you look at it on paper, you got Bryce Harper. Gene Segura is having a pretty good year. Reese Hoskins looks awesome. You traded for Rio Muto. You know, And then you snag Jay Bruce, and McCutcheon kind of fits in somewhere. Guys all over that lineup have been helping them so far this year. Exactly. Diving in, what I've been watching, I've been seeing some stuff on MLB Network and doing some research on my own. This might be the worst possible injury for them. Interesting. Because they have no center field. Bringing in Jay Bruce he's only a first base or a left field you have Reese Hoskins at first base you have Andrew McCutcheon in left where are you going to get Jay Bruce well now left well right but now left but I think your hope was with the Herrera kind of situation with Herrera being you know in his you know legal trouble and you know the the very strong theory that he is not going to play again in 2019 you needed a center fielder now McCutcheon is not the center fielder that he was four years ago in Pittsburgh when he won an MVP, but he's a guy that's serviceable in center field. Now you have nothing. And he was batting leadoff, and his leadoff stats were basically across the board, number one in Major League Baseball. He's tied for the most runs. His on-base percentage is fantastic. He is the leadoff hitter in all of baseball right now. And losing him, I'm worried that this is a big problem for the Phillies, especially because, and... You know, I'll 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 let you retort and and we can get into this more. And I don't want to open too many boxes, but there is no center field help in the trade market. There's nobody. So I'm as far as
0: I know, I don't think they have a lot of highly rated center field prospects either. Mm -hmm. I'm just kind of quickly looking right now. There is a guy who is rated as the eighth rated prospect in their organization, who's a center fielder in Double A, so probably not ready yet at all. Their best prospects are, looks like pitchers at this point. Uh, Anyway, I I don't think it's quite as big of a deal. Obviously, it's going to be a huge impact. He was one of their best players. Uh, He, You're right, on-base-wise was great. He doesn't hit for the best average right now, but he still gets some homers. He's on-base all the time. He walks a lot. That's one of the strengths about McCutcheon at this point in his career. But to me, the way I look at it is this team is still fairly loaded from top to bottom. Agreed. Um, You mentioned a couple of them, but don't forget, I think this guy's really, really underrated. Cesar Hernandez is really good, and he plays all over the field. And right now, Roster Resource has him as their leadoff hitter, and I think he that's their leadoff hitter. That's a great spot for him to be, to try to replace Andrew McCutcheon. Now he doesn't walk as much as Cutch does, but he gets on base all the time. He's always on base. Um, Jay Bruce, as long as he keeps hitting like this, what a what a perfectly timed trade to get that guy from the Mariners. Right, if he keeps hitting home runs at a, at a decent clip. Uh, sure he'll strike out a lot. He won't get on base a lot. He's going to be a 200, 220, 230 hitter at most, unless the leaving the Mariners turns it into a great hitter curse continues. <laughs> but you can manage a couple of iffy positions on your field and still be really, really, really good. Most teams do. So having some guy named Adam Hazley in center field and having to keep experimenting with Sean Kingery on the infield, it's, uh, I mean, you don't really want to, but you'll be fine. Well, I think I think they're going to be just fine. Obviously, it'll hurt, but I'm not sure it's going to have the same effect that you're that you're thinking. The, the, I think the biggest thing that I'm thinking is is that the
1: addition of Jay Bruce and putting Cesar Hernandez at the top of the lineup, does that fulfill your McCutcheon void? And my answer is no.
0: I think it does. You think it does? I think Cesar Hernandez gets on base enough for it, and Jay Bruce will hit the homers that McCutcheon would hit. And there you go. I did hear a cool story from Gabe Kapler that uh, Kutch is going to hang around the
1: team as much as possible apparently he's the guy he's like the locker room guy that everybody loves him and kapler had talked with him and said hey i want you to hang around as much as possible you're going to travel with us you know as as far as recovery allows but we want you to be with us because he has such a positive impact on the team i think for this team that is in a win now mode that's like we are going to the world series we spent so much money on bryce harper we traded for real muto. We're doing it. Uh I think this is one of those it with the Dodgers dominating and the Cubs landing Craig Kimbrell today, it is very clear to me that the National or the the Phillies are in third, if not fourth. I think I like the Brewers right now more than the Phillies. I, don't know. I actually I don't know wonder if I, would... I actually wonder if the Braves could get through this as well. Dude, the Braves have issues. They got lots of issues. Their bullpen bad. I want them to be so. Their good. Their starters bad. I want them to be so good, so bad.
0: Uh, the well, their starters aren't all bad, but the Fultonavich Fulte. is not pitching well. Faulty sucks. And they're not as consistent as you thought. Freed and, and mor- Soroka have been doing well. Good thing I mortgaged the farm on Faulty. But, <laughs> but um, I I don't know about the Braves quite yet. I, I third fourth sure. But like I said in the last segment, the Cubs and the Brewers and the Phillies are all so close right now that mm-hmm. it'll be a, it'll be a race down the stretch, but I think the Phillies will will win the division. I think the best thing I think the thing the Phillies have going for them is you're right.
1: the Braves do have problems is the Phillies have time to figure this out. Like I think the Cubs grabbing Kimbrel today is like, I don't know if we have time. The Central is so competitive right now or they were just trying to beat the market to him. Exactly or yeah, we have one of, one of a combination, if not both. But the Phillies, I think they're in a great spot. I think the Braves have a lot of problems. They, they might be looking like we could win this year, but maybe next year is really more our year to where the rest of that division, like don't get me started on the Mets again. We did that last week. The Marlins, I don't care about the text line 5 5 305. I don't care that they've beat the, the, the Brewers a couple games in a row. That team is god-awful bad. And the Nationals might as well cease to exist. With how much that bullpen, dysfunction that team I is. I have right never
0: now. seen, as far as I can remember, a bullpen as bad as the Nationals bullpen. Yeah. Every single game they're giving up runs. And I just saw today they they wound up winning the game, I think, but the they blew oh, did they win the game today? I don't even remember. They blew another lead in the uh they did, yeah, they won the game. They blew another lead with their bullpen. They were up like two nothing, three nothing. First two bullpen guys come in, two runs, one run, tie game. And they yeah. were saying that the game before was a bullpen reset game where they actually pitched well and they felt all good. Instantly next game, they blow it again.
1: Yeah, so I think this is working for the Phillies' advantage. They're going to be aggressive at the trade deadline, so they're going to try to figure something out. And I think, if anything, they might be in the best spot, unless you were the Dodgers. You know, if if Clayton Kershaw the, went down. the second tier. Yeah, if Clayton Kershaw went down, if Hinju Ryu went down, like, they have time to figure it out because – I mean, the Rockies have been playing well, but that division is kind of theirs right now. I think the Phillies might be in the same kind of position, but I'm worried about them. I don't... I think it's fair to be worried, but I I think this is a really rough hit on them. Really rough hit on them. Could be worse. All right, when we come back, uh, a crazy, scary situation happened in uh, Houston the other day that is sparking some more chat in baseball, and it's not about what we should do. It's more about why aren't we already doing it, and we'll do that next Mike Lynch, Joe Fisher behind the glass. I'm Patrick Harris, 1080 The Fan.
0: This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. 7.50
1: here on the hot corner. This is Portland Sports Leader. Humanity's last breath, for those
0: who are wondering. By Belarus. Belua. Oh, is this? Yeah, uh, the song is Belua Part 2. Belua Part
1: 2. I only see Belua and then dot, dot, dot. So for some reason, I thought Belarus. I heard it's a beautiful city this time of year. Or all times of year.
0: Nobody. Sorry, Nothing. I'm still listening as he's okay. fading it down. <laughs> he was fading it, and I was like, "Wait, wait, the breakdown's coming." Well, I was gonna say, I don't think Belarus don't turn it down. is a city. I'm pretty sure it's like a country. Really? Belarus? I'm yeah. Usually good at that stuff. Oh, Belarus is a country. <laughs> Whoopsies. Sorry, I was so focused on listening to the song that I was not listening to a word you were saying. That's okay. It's pretty. I'm pretty used
1: to it. Nobody listening on the radio right now is listening to a word I'm saying anyway. Fart noise. What? <laughs> Uh. Um. So, a crazy situation happened uh, the other day in Houston. That's a word. A
0: devastating situation.
1: Well, I mean, I'm not here to, like, choose how people deal with things. Like, you can decide for yourself
0: how the situation is. A four-year-old girl got hit with a line drive. That sounds pretty crazy to me, Michael. Touche. Sounds, sounds pretty crazy to me. Touche. Touche.
1: Uh, Almora Jr., a uh, player for the Chicago Cubs, they were visiting Houston, which, by the way, Houston kind of owned them, which was kind of fun to watch. Uh, potential World Series matchup, maybe. Oh, could be, maybe. Yeah. Uh, Almora Jr. hits a foul ball into the stands, I believe, into the uh, like around along the third base line, and uh, unfortunately, drills like a five-year-old girl, and is a very, very scary moment. Almora almost seems to make contact with the ball and watch the entire ball and see the whole thing happen. He, he just,
0: said that his eyes locked under her the second the ball left his bat, and he watched the entire way as it went and hit her. And like almost in slow motion, he said, which is horrifying. And was visibly, clearly upset and emotional about the situation as any, you know, normal human being would be. So was the Astros catcher, Chirinos. So yep. was the umpire that was over there. So was... Uh, Whoever was in—I forget which player it was—someone in the infield for the Astros was on their knees, uh, just crying or or teary-eyed. It it really affected the entire stadium.
1: It affected the entire stadium, and it was this and you know extremely emotional as it should have been, and it basically put a halt to the game. And I don't even know how these guys keep playing the game after that. I guess it's because it's the thing you know the best. But the interesting thing is, as we are now, you know, days removed from the situation, what's interesting is. Rob Manfred came out, you know, it's it sparked this conversation about protective netting. You know, they're, uh, the Little League World Series, the Little League Fields, they do this. Uh, I heard an interview with Carl Ravitch, and he was from ESPN, and he was talking about how the Little League World Series does this better than anybody because they just don't mess around with it. And it's netting from home plate to the foul pool on each side. And then the entire thing is covered. Uh, but what I thought was interesting was Rob Manfred came out and said that although this is something that basically will is probably inevitable, he does not see any changes in 2019. And this leads me to this conversation where it's kind of like, this seems like a, kind of a no brainer. Oh, it's a no brainer. So what is stopping teams from
0: enacting and like being proactive? I think about this from what Manfred said, he said that it, logistically with the way the season is and the amount of time that teams are home in a way, it'd be really difficult for them to do this in a timely manner to have it ready this season. Uh, He's probably also saying that in some way to kind of massage old-school baseball people in the sport Mm. who probably are a little bit hesitant about this because I'm sure there are people who resisted the Nets to where they are now. Remember, it was just two years ago when another fan got hit, I think he even might have been killed, uh, and they extended it from behind home plate to behind the dugout. And the really unfortunate thing about this incident was that the family – was sitting just to the right of where the netting stopped in Houston. It was maybe three or four seats to the right from where the netting was. Um, it is a no-brainer, and I guarantee you this offseason you're going to see every single team enact it. But it's probably going to have to wait till the offseason.
1: I guess it's just a strange thing with me. I mean, these you know billion-dollar owners, and you know you have road stretches where the stadium is essentially available,
0: and it's just netting. I don't really know what goes into it. So I mean right, right, it right. could be really easy. It could be
1: longer than that, I right. And I'm willing to I'm willing to play ignorant on this, but I I guess there's just a part of me that's like, you can't make this happen. I mean, we can't
0: hang netting. I mean, even if it needs to be replaced at the end of the season for something better. Look, we all we love baseball and we love baseball for a lot of these reasons. There's some old school going on and we like some of the interesting intricacies of the sport. I I remember having this conversation today about the unwritten rule about bunting with no hitters. I don't like it. it. Well, exactly. But you know, everyone else is saying, well, who cares? You want to win the game. And although that's true. And although my argument against it is stupid and doesn't have really any reality behind it. I like it because it's an unwritten rule in baseball, right? I like that. And so part of what we love about the game is all of this, but it also rears its ugly head in situations like this, where these guys are going, you don't need netting. One person got hit by a ball. Yes, it was a young girl. She, by all accounts, is okay. They're probably saying, well, we don't need to extend it. We just extended it two years ago. Why are you making us do this? Well, what's wrong with netting? I think people don't like that it would obstruct the view of those who paid a lot of money. They have holes in them. Right. So make those tickets cheaper. Oh, we're never going to do that. (laughs) And also, I I actually have... Capitalism. I actually have not sat in a seat blocked by the new netting. But I don't think I have. I don't think I've ever sat behind a seat with netting. From what I've heard, is that you notice <laughs> it for dollars. a half inning, and then you you see right through it because your eyes adjust. Yeah, and you your just brain eventually adjust. adjust. Yeah, you just don't notice it, or you know maybe every once in a while it, it appears, and then you can see the game through it because you couldn't focus your eyes to look at the field and not the net. And I actually I have had seats behind home plate once. I didn't notice at all. Yeah. The nets there, you have no idea. You're just watching the game. Does it seem strange to you that I might be a guy that this is an old school thing that I'm not? No, because against? you're a caring, compassionate human being who doesn't <laughs> I, want people to get hit by 120 <laughs> mile an hour balls.
1: Right, right. I mean, I guess I'm, t- I, you know, I'm super old school. You know me. I get, I get pretty curmudgeon about some things.
0: The, the worst part about this, and I this saw, This is one of those that I'm just not. I saw a great tweet from Lindsay Adler from The Athletic. If you know her, she's a great baseball writer for The Athletic. And the big key thing that everyone argues here that is against adding the netting is get off your damn phones and pay attention to the game. That's huge. But what she said, and I could not agree more, and she goes, the phone argument is the worst argument of all time. You could be looking down to keep score in your scorebook. You could be talking to the person next to you. you Getting could a be bite looking, of nachos, you could reaching be look- for your beer. The world is distracting. Yeah, that's true. You're not just on your if you don't if you do not touch your phone for the entire game, which I don't when I go to baseball. You're games. not just staring at every single pitch like a laser. Right. You're looking around. Maybe someone is calling beer that's, here, and you look yeah. to see who's calling beer here. I mean, your life is distracting. Yeah, the that's true. The phone is not adding to the. I mean, the phone is adding to the distraction, but it's not the reason for people not paying attention to the game and getting hit. Also, it's like becoming the easy scapegoat because we should be on our phones
1: less in society. But in this situation, you are correct.
0: I, I'd love to see. Well, I would not love to see this, but for all these people that are saying pay more attention, let's put them down the third baseline where this family was sitting and see if they're paying attention, if they can block the Almora foul ball from hitting them in the face. Right going like 115 miles an hour you don't yeah. have any reaction time to that yeah foul balls are a lot faster than you know home runs and as balls are getting hit harder and pitchers are throwing harder this becomes more of an, an inevitability than it ever was in the past i agree
1: i agree well this is something we'll keep an eye on uh it seems like a no-brainer but it's just all about execution at this point so we'll keep an eye on that in the offseason. coming up in the second hour we got uh fair or foul at the bottom as we always do but i really want to get into this giant list I have in front of me of kids that are playing baseball that look like future Hall of Famers, look like future superstars, and maybe the building blocks of your team winning a World Series. This is the Hot Corner on 1080 The
0: Fan. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. That clock at four. Donchich.